This is episode 131, The Reality of Remote Sessions. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of SLP's Wine and Cheese. I'm Maria. And I'm Deb. And here's our podcast. It's for the realistic SLP. And we are back to recording with each other, Deb, you and I. Yes, hi. Hey, welcome back to recording with me. In Thank you. Present times. Yeah, I'm happy to be back. I have a, it's been a while. So I have a three month old baby. So it's been like probably three months and two weeks since I have recorded anything. I remember I came to visit you towards the end of your pregnancy and we made mm-hmm. plans to record and you were like, I can't sit anymore. And I'm like, fair enough. But, you know, yeah, I was so towards the end of my pregnancy, I was so avoidant of the computer and just because, uh, yeah, sitting for long periods of time was painful and uh, uncomfortable. So I just I haven't even finished the unexpected podcast. I have 10 episodes to edit and post for that. Um, and I was also I I recorded a bunch of interviews for this podcast so that uh it would be covered for the summer. Yeah. So I really just, I think I did too much on the computer and I was just over it. Well, at this point in time, today's date is August 5th. We are at the end of our interviews. So I think you made enough interviews for three months. So I think you did a grand old job. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Well, I had a lot of help. All those people who didn't, who let me chat with them. Yes, I actually want to start a little segment on our show for today. SLP shout outs. Oh, so, yes. And I wanted to give Gina Marie Principe a shout out because she will message me and tell me that she's listening to the show. <laughs> and uh, I just, you know, when you have a podcast, you like to hear that people are listening out there. So if they are, you know, telling us or me, or you on Instagram that they listen to the podcast, why not give them a shout out on yeah, the podcast? Hey, shout out to Gina. Yeah. Is there anyone you would like to give a shout out to? Um, I would like to give a shout out to Bettina. She is always uh, talking to me about the podcast. She seems to, she was our most recent uh, interview guest. And yes. uh, yeah, she's just a fun Instagram friend. Definitely. Yes. I love her podcast episode. The one we just released, I was listening to it and I like how she was talking about that. She didn't learn Spanish till later on in life. And I was like, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. And you said that as well. So I was like, ah, Deb and I, we would have said the same thing in that moment. Yeah. (laughs) Look at that. So so I don't know if you can hear, but I'm nursing this baby right here. He's being a little loud. So yeah. Can you Beautiful. You know, now I can. If I really, <laughs> it's like if I really want to hear it, it'll be there. So moving on, I have <laughs> a Merlot today. So you can Ooh. do that. And I will do this here, you know? Yes. Benjamin and I will both be drinking. That's, yes, that's, that's true. what we'll be doing. I have this Fox Brook. It's a Merlot wine, a California 2017. And mm-hmm. it says it's balanced by concentrated berry flavors with hints of vanilla and oak. This wine makes a wonderful accompaniment to grilled vegetables, roasted lamb, and 
camembert cheese. So I don't have either of those things, but I do have Deb. What I paired it with is these tomatoes that I pickled last year. Oh, you're year. pouring that. <laughs> uh, you know, I felt it. I felt it. Oh no. It's all right. Got on the mic stand. So pickled yeah. tomatoes. Nice. I like those when they're green. Yeah. Yes. They're very crunchy, very bitter and mm-hmm. cheddar cheese and Kalamata olives, Greek olives Ooh, with some very nuts, nice with some nuts. So that's me right now. Enjoying these nuts. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. I have water. Um, I don't have any cheese, um, but I am happy to be here and happy to watch you party. You can have a little bit to drink when you're breastfeeding because you're, so people think you have to pump and dump, which is not accurate. Your, your breast milk is the same as like your blood alcohol level. If you just wait, then you're better off. You don't have to like waste your milk. Got it. Got it. I know they have those like apps and websites for when you want to write in how much you drank to, Mm -hmm. to to figure out or guesstimate your blood alcohol. So I guess you could try that website, I guess, or an app or whatever. Yeah. I haven't, I haven't seen those, but, and I also know there's like test strips that you can put in your breast milk, I think to Mm. test it. What do you do if it has too much alcohol in it? Like, would you drink it or Mike would drink it? (laughs) Your breast milk? Yeah. I don't know. I I just, is that an inappropriate question? I don't know these rules. Yeah. Drink it. I don't, I think that it's, well, it's very healthy for you. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, uh, I, it's really hard to have the opportunity to drink enough to not be able to feed your baby. So, mm. um, I'd be surprised. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I guess we'll stay tuned for that thought. You know, we can't answer that right now. Right. But I will say about this wine, definitely drink it. This wine is delicious. It's smooth, but not like too smooth that it feels like a dinnery wine where it's like heavy. It's uh-huh. smooth and nicely light. And I'm going to have some cheese to go with it. Mm. Cheddar cheese, ma'am, is number one. Nice. Yep. I'm I feel like it's again. chaos on my on my side of the mic. Well, you're, you're a mom now you're holding Benjamin. So don't worry. I'm sitting here eating this cheese. Everyone. I highly recommend it. So good Brook wine, cheddar cheese, make yourself a nice little wine and cheese spread. Enjoy it. Like I am right now. So that's my tip. I gave a similar tip from last week's show, but I guess I can't stress enough the importance of eating foods that fulfill you and that make you feel nourished. Yeah, definitely. Right now for me, it's wine and cheese and my pickled tomatoes. Mm -hmm. That's what I'm enjoying. Yeah, I am actually, while breastfeeding, you have to make sure that you you have to eat food to make food. So I am always thinking about, did I eat enough? Did I drink enough? And if I go to bed at night and I feel like I haven't, I get all sorts of worried. So I try for three meals and two snacks. Which usually means I have ice cream every day. Not, well, let's talk about this because yeah, yeah, I had these like uh, chocolate chip dough bites on last week's episode with Bettina, mm-hmm. and I was just eating those away like popcorn, like chips, like mindless eating. Yeah, but uh, 
<gasps> like that's similar. delicious. Those talking. are good. I raise you, you speaking about eating ice cream every day to the incessantness sometimes that I have been getting stuck in eating and it's not intuitive eating. I am mindlessly eating Deb. Tell me why I'm doing this. Well, I don't know. I guess you just mm. feel like you need it, but you shouldn't get mad about it. Interesting. I don't believe Mike is playing music and singing the one 20 minute section of time. I'm trying to record some. Well, I guess <laughs> there's only one way of finding out. No worries. Remember you taught me you can't apologize for other people's actions. Yeah. You can only, I can only control my own actions and there are a lot of, you know, external things happening around me. That's what's happens when you, when you have a baby and here he is just sitting Aww. on my lap. He's a cutie. Um, yeah. And I have a virtual session starting in uh, 20 minutes. Yes. So I have been doing virtual sessions this past week also. And I thought these days were over and I'm like, guess, I guess these days are not over. So I've been back to virtual and, you know, I forgot about the tedious little thing sometimes like, well, first of all, like contacting parents, setting up time, scheduling the sessions, like all those things that I forgot about, or it came right back to me (laughs) this summer. Yeah. That's such a hard time. So I don't have that issue because my um, virtual sessions are all set up through a private practice. So it's not like the Department of Education where um, yeah, that seems to be such a tricky thing for um, distance learning. I am supervising a new CF um, wow. and she is still going through that, uh, just contacting people issue and uh it is tough it's tough because in the summertime um just because individuals qualify for services that doesn't mean that they necessarily um are prioritizing that in their summer plans Mm -hmm. um and then it's like sometimes these kids are virtual sometimes they're in person sometimes you know back and forth and then sometimes people change their mind they're like you know what we've taken on too much we need a break Mm -hmm. um So it's been a lot of like showing up, no one's there calling, no one answers. And I feel very bad for this generation of clinical fellows last year and so far this new year too, but hopefully it gets better. I'm going to raise my glass to them right now. This is for all the CFs out there struggling. The struggle is real. We recognize that. Yes. And uh, I mean, should I just revert back to my age old advice now at this point? Just yeah. have some food and beverages that will fulfill your soul. Maybe that will help cover a void. That's yeah. not, that's not I don't, the best advice, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's like <laughs> up there with crying in your car. Oh, <laughs> man, gosh. All right, I'm going to raise it. All right, let me let me redo that. Then. Say you eat an elephant one bite at a time. There we go. Cheers to that. I'll drink to that, Deb. <laughs> Cheers. I didn't drink to the other toast, so it didn't even count. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. That's good. Mm -hmm. So how are your remote sessions going? Well, it's a good question because there's a few of them with different students, with different age groups, different needs. So there are some, I'm not going to lie, that go better than others. And that's just reality. So (laughs) yeah. 
but I'm is still that what you yeah do you think so Benjamin that is just reality <laughs> that is just real <laughs> Benjamin agrees to that yeah ben- Benjamin will drink to that yes <laughs> I um well I'm still working from my same yeah. realm which is intrinsic motivation what do they want to do and even mm-hmm. as simple as one of my students were working on requesting and saying yes if he wants something or no if he didn't so I'm trying to get his attention Mm -hmm. and I'm finding what videos on YouTube does he want but in the meantime he's also getting distracted by his surroundings and his mom is there assisting him during the session so I'm like you know what mom is he even like interested on what's on the screen and she was honest and was like not really so I was like all right let him pick out what he's interested in like explore the room you know like let's see what he's interested in and finally he did pick some instruments and a computer so we worked on Uh, mom would say my turn. I would give mom 10 seconds. I'd hold a timer up, had the behavioral supports. And then mom would ask him with our question. I explained to mom, all right, mom, let's do five trials of this, you know, very structured because now I need mom to be take place of what I would be doing if I were in person. Right. So I would ask him, I would say, mom, ask him once, do you want this? And then I prompted her to wait seven seconds. And if he he wasn't able to give us a yes, he was giving us like just a vocalization. So I showed her how to pair it with the device to give a phonemic cue. And the last trial, he got it with just a phonemic cue, not a model. And I was like, there you go, mom. Now, you know, he could do that and, you know, incorporate this throughout the day. So like that session, like could it was going down a slippery slope. You know, Uh it's not listening. I was like, well, well, we got to get some speed. We got to get some traction here. And it brought it back to, okay, what does he want to do? What is his motivation? Right. So you're letting him lead. Yes. Very nice. Nice. Uh, Yeah. So that's the pro of letting the students pick the topic too. I learned about Fortnite. So I had some older students. So we talked about the characters and writing in a sentence with proper spelling and letter formation. But again, the topic was Fortnite. Nice. Yeah. I mean, motivating and it doesn't really matter what the topic is. Um, It's more about what kind of language they're using and how they're using their speech and language skills. Um, And that's something that I've had to explain a bit to my CFs. Um, Like, for instance, if they're working on WH questions, I have found them saying things like, um, you know, what is this? What is this? What is this? And it's like turkey, pig, cow. And then it's a zebra, but the child says giraffe. And then I'm like, okay, they're still, yeah. Yeah. So they labeled it. It's wrong, but semantically they did what the question asked for. And I think what we need to focus on as SLPs is that we can't just be here to give all the background knowledge. Like you can't do everything as a speech pathologist. So, so examining that child, like you asked a question, you got a semantically appropriate response. It wasn't the correct one, but that doesn't mean that like we need to spend now all of our time teaching about animals because that's not our position in this child's, um, work life, academic life, whatever, how you're working with them. So that's something that you you should really keep in mind when you're doing therapy is thinking to yourself, like, but are they using their speech and language skills appropriately here? We can, you know, document that, you know, maybe, you know, some zebra information would be like good for them, but uh, that wouldn't be our role 
Right. Right. You know what I, I mean? I agree with what you're saying. Yeah. And also, and, yeah. So I'm going to piggyback off of that is like, so you were saying like, you know, what is our role? But I would say is, can they engage in a spontaneous conversation? Right. So like, mm-hmm. if you ask the kid about like the zebra, would they, able, would they be able to at least like add to that? Can they add to that thought instead of like labeling, 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 like maybe right. go deeper into like, what are we even teaching? Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I get it. I and I do feel like I feel like a lot of the talk on the internet lately is like, let children lead and intrinsic motivation and all this stuff. Um, And I feel like that is important. And I've always thought intrinsic motivation is important in terms of like um, structuring your speech therapy session. Um, But then also there are all different types of clients in speech therapy. um, And not all of them, you know, you need to have that kind of like, floor pay floor um play what is it called floor time type model floor where time. it's like yes let the child's lead because sometimes it's uh, an individual who you know they have lots of intrinsic motivations mm-hmm. and, and their issue is to like remain on academic topics yes and they right. are able to carry on full-on conversations about zebras but right now we're talking about castles or something you know like remaining on um task and that is also um, an area that we would want to target as speech pathologists, but there, there is a certain community in which you want to be sure that you are letting them lead like the autistic community, because you want to make sure that like you're meeting them on their level and where they're at and, um, not just trying to make them conform to our neurotypical way of life. I'll drink to that too, Deb. Make it some yeah, points. This is, I feel like I'm you're, talking in circles. No, I think you're talking uh, like a SLP okay. mom right now. Oh, yeah. Thanks. That's what I am now. Yeah, that's what's different. And now you're like, OK, let's get to the bottom of what we're really targeting here. Yeah, I think that everybody who's doing speech therapy needs to like look at their activity that they're in the middle of and say, what is this person getting better at as a result of this activity? Ooh, is that and if tip? they're getting better at labeling animals, then maybe that's not the right goal. Because mm-hmm. if they're labeling, like they, they can do that. Right, right. And even if they miss two, that's 80. So we did it. It's out. Right. You know, we're done. That's good. <laughs> well, I guess it could also be good to label if you're working on like motor speech or articulation. So mm-hmm. it, it really also depends on the goal. And like you said, the population too. Right. Yeah. When you were talking about um, topic maintenance, pretty much that made me think also like, for example, even if you did want to do like a fun Friday as a remote session, laid back session, and you wanted the students to talk about what they want to talk about Fortnite, but maybe you could make it academic. Like who are the characters? Like, what is the saying? Yeah, what's the character's like, motivation? There you go. What problems do they run into and how do they solve them? There you go. And then, you know, you could take perspective taking. How would you feel if this happened? You know, what mm-hmm. would you do? And that's the ability to take someone else's perspective. So, yeah, there's a lot Definitely. of stuff you could do remote. I've been noticing in myself, too, that I'm like, you know what? This kid's home. Like, let's just talk. Like, what'd you do today? What did you eat? Go back and forth. Right. Yeah. 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 I only have one remote session right now. And, um, 
Uh, it's going really well. We are working on some speech sound production and also some like sequencing and executive functioning. So I guess that's why my mind is in this um, area because mm-hmm. um, instead of letting the child lead, we're really mm-hmm. trying to like hone in on focusing on task completion and and that topic type of yeah, and topic maintenance, things like that. So, but it is definitely certainly appropriate depending upon everyone's difference depends on the population that you're working with and their goals speaking of slp shout outs uh hallie sherman i was on her podcast this week and she talked about that she said she has rules that the the questions not to ask me and the number one question is like don't ask me like what game are we playing (laughs) she kept telling me like what game is hands off and which game would you not i'm like i don't know like i'm just happy the kids even like walk into my room and communicating you know i don't know if i can be right and that's also another thing because Allie works in like the educational setting right. with, um, I think gen ed kids right. and you have, um, district 75, which is, um, the, the highest need population. Right. In New York. So City. it's totally different. Totally different. That's why I felt like, Oh my God, I don't know how to answer these questions, you know, but right. Yeah. I, I had a great time. I brought my own iced coffee to the interview. So I was like, no one can say I'm not prepared. Right. Good. (laughs) So do you have any tips or tricks for working remotely? Um, my tip and trick. So first my, I'll just do a little two separates going back to what I said before. My tip is to uh, examine this, the activity that you're doing and ask yourself, what is this person leaving here getting better at as a result of this activity here? Um, and make sure that you have a good answer for that. And, um, my tip is if you feel like you don't know where to start in speech, if you feel like, you know, you got this random summer case, you don't have their IEP, you just got a hold of them after like three weeks of trying and it's almost over soon. What are you going to do? Um, just work on having them do one of each of the modalities, have them listen to something, have them write something, have them read something, have them um, say something. And, um, that's it. Just like cover all of those bases and keep it all on one topic. And, uh, then you can get an idea of what that child needs and what they're able to do. Sweet. That's a great idea. Just yeah, target all parts of speech, all four of them, get them all. That way you can say that you never did it. Right. Right. That you, you did your little present level assessment there. <laughs> Perfect. I like that tip. So my tip is a little different. Uh, I would say to utilize a whiteboard Mm -hmm. or a Sharpie with markers and show that you're writing and try to get them to write as well with you. And worst case, you could always use Jamboard. Yeah. Just utilize. Allie loves Jamboard. She taught me about that. Mm -hmm. Yes. So utilize all those or you get yourself a little whiteboard, write some things up. You can make that a token board. You can make that. Pictionary table. You could do so much with the whiteboard and a marker, either virtually right. or real life. Yeah. <laughs> still incorporate that. So get yourself a whiteboard. Yeah. Work marker. with the whiteboard. That'll be, and yeah, I love working with markers. Just, mm-hmm. I know. Very they simple are. activity. They are very simple. It's great. Mike just left with my baby to go exercise in the park, and I don't know how I'm going to 
focused now in my <laughs> that's the hardest thing I think about having a baby mm. is that like you feel like you need a break but then somebody tries to give you a little bit more of a break than you'd like to have and you're like wait why can't you just hold him in the ne- the room next to me why do you have to be take out <laughs> yeah why you had to take him away uh, but yeah so how's your dog don't he's good i was gonna say don't (laughs) fight the reality benjamin drank to that before he like he's he likes the reality he's hanging out with dad him and dads are great but they are also dads and what i have learned is that dads are like look at this cute baby that's mine it's fun it's cute you can play with him um but they're not always like oh that's not a good idea (laughs) Okay. They don't always take that perspective. You know, we're talking about like perspective taking. They don't always take the perspective of like, maybe I shouldn't do that. Safety, the safety perspective. Safety or like even just like arousal too. Like sometimes I'll be like, oh, put the baby, like maybe the baby's tired and he needs to go to sleep and he'll try for like 30 seconds to get the baby to go to sleep. And then he'll just like transition to playing with the baby. And I'm like, okay, now you're just like waking him up again. <laughs> and he's just going to be really exhausted. Um, yeah. And then like, as soon, I swear, as soon as I feed the baby, Mike wants to hold him in the air above his head. I'm like, you're going to get puked on all of that work that I did. That's all going to pour out. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so it's fine. I guess it'll be fine. I don't know. Is that the equivalent <laughs> to crying in your car? <laughs> yeah, this is. This is. I'm crying at my my uh, Zoom table. There you go. Well, I'm happy. I'm here to absorb the tears. You know, just yeah. I can't. I'm not a mom, so I can't relate to that same situation. Well, I think you but... can imagine that you just don't want anyone taking your baby anywhere. It's mm. annoying. It's just but like it's remain. It's Mike's baby too. Yeah, people say that, but I do Mm. think he's more my baby. Mm. (laughs) I mean, like maybe he has like half his DNA, but like he lived inside me for a long time, and and yeah, and like he depends on my body to live, and Mm. um, solid point. You know, I tend to his every need, so I think yeah, he I like I think it's special when people are like, oh, Mike's baby. I'm like, oh, isn't that cute? But really, he's. You could change. Why don't you change your pronoun to our, our baby? Just, just yeah. think about it. Let that mm-hmm. land. I'm going to do some yeah. yoga wisdom on you now. Let that see how that lands. Our baby. Yeah. I don't know why he has to leave the house with our baby. There we go. That's that? mostly mine. <laughs> yeah. Well, I see, you know, see when you say our now, now it feels like maybe perhaps some communication should happen between you and Mike. Like, Hey babe, I'm going to take the baby outside. You know, he told me a while ago and I I tried Mm. to let, I tried to let it simmer. And I, I I saw where it landed on me. And what about when it lands somewhere you don't like, (laughs) like, (laughs) well, I would say just have to learn to accept that feeling. Like you told me. Yeah. Like to the CFs guys, CFs accept the feeling that life and work is a little crazy right now for lack of a better word, a little hectic, a little, uh, what's that word? Uh, chaotic, chaotic, not a routine. Uh Uh-huh. Right. I think we like sporadic, sporadic, spontaneous, spontaneous. Mm -hmm. There we go. Let's, let's pick words with positive connotations. So yeah, I can't wait for you to have a kid. (laughs) 
Thank you, Deb. Thanks for saying that. I'm still just looking into wedding halls right now. And now I'm like, well, is there going to be a lockdown in a few weeks? I don't know. I, how, know. Uh, I don't know how I could find, like you might say, any motivation to plan an outdoor beachy wedding when I'm in a lockdown. So I don't know. Well, maybe that'll be, you know, it'll make you feel like you're not locked down. You know what? I, I'm going to see how that lands on me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that yeah. is it for today's show. Deb has to go and do her remote session today. We right. talked all about remote sessions and uh, it was so great to talk to you again, Deb. Yeah. Cheers. Great to talk to you, Maria. Yes. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Bye everyone. Arrivederci. That's our show, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. And you love our podcasts. Rate and review us on iTunes. And feel free to check out our Patreon. Ciao.